sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Tom Sides. And that's Sean Sides. How you doing, Thomas? I'm doing all right, my man. Just sipping on a nice big old cup of joe and enjoying the 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 snow that's fallen down here in New Brunswick. Perfect. So you've gotten to do a couple introductions lately on episodes, our guest episodes. So I figured it was only fair if I bring someone to the table that you get to meet and interview and have discussion with. You got so, a strong get today, and I'm very impressed with you. Yeah, it's been a constant participator and supporter of the show, which is nice to be able to have someone like that on the podcast. So without further ado, here is the legendary Uncle John. Welcome to hey, the show, Uncle John. Hey, thank you for having me, guys, Tom and Sean. Glad to be here. Yeah, uh, happy to have you. So you're in Edmonton right now visiting for the holidays. That's right. Correct. So how was the holidays going for you? Staying at Sean's place? It's not too much of like a Christmas dictator or what? Well, he is a Christmas dictator, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) At my moments, that's for sure. No, things things are good here. It's always it's always fun coming here, and there's there's plenty of room, and and uh, yeah, it's just getting uh, just getting used to this weather. It's freaking cold here. Yeah, I hear that. It's been minus forty consistently in Edmonton for a while. Here I am yeah. sitting at a gentleman's plus two in New Brunswick. Not so shabby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's plus uh, ten or eleven in Boston right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. They get to come here at Christmas and get like horribly spanked with terrible weather and mm-hmm. then go home to like beautiful weather in Boston most of the time. I love yeah. Boston so much. I've been a few times, like seen like the Harvard, um, the campus there. Uh, they have this like big shopping street. I don't even like I don't know what anything's called, but I know I've been to Boston a bunch of times. I've even gone as far as like Salem and all that. It's it's a uh, it's quite the state. Oh yeah, there's lots to do there. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big fan. Of did Boston. you did you check out MIT when you were at Harvard? Down the uh, I think so. I think it was part of the tour. Yeah, and, and it's a city I want to come back to. Like I was talking to Sean in our, our previous podcast about like when I get in baseball games. I've only been outside of the Big Green Monster. I got to get in there. I got to see it for real life. Fenway Park is just a legendary stadium. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Is that where you took Crystal? Because we have a couple of relics from when she went down to see you guys. Is that the stadium? Yep. Yep. Nice. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. How, have you always been from Boston there, Uncle John? No, we moved there in uh, 2010. 2010? When you were off being a professional basketball referee? Yeah. That's awesome. Like, do you yeah. get to the pros or is like university? Like, how far did you get with the referee? I did. Uh, I did uh, university in Canada, and I did uh, NC2A in the states, and I did uh, two or three, uh, uh, couple. Of, well, in the summertime, the Lakers came to San Diego and practiced, so they would shut down a facility. The three of us would go in and referee. The Lakers would play each other, and that was when Shaq and Kobe were playing. I think that was like uh, I'm going to say, oh two, oh three, oh four, something like that. That's awesome. And, yeah, and then and we just uh, refereed them as they practiced, and and then they then they took a break, and we'd you know 
move aside and then do their workouts and things and then we'd come back in and yeah that was that was cool that was probably that's a pretty big highlight when you're you're refereeing those guys so so when you're doing the ncaa you must see some guys that are either going through the march madness tournament or going through like on their way to pros anybody like mouth yep. off at you that's in the nba right now uh who's in the nba right now well i i refereed um What's his his name from uh, Canada? Played he played uh, I think he played in BC. Played for or no? He played for uh, well, he's, I think he's from BC, but he played for Gonzaga, and then he went to play for Dallas. Uh, who's the and he's retired now. Well, Nash uh, guard Nash, yeah, Nash. Yeah. I, I refereed Nash when when he was uh, uh, in college and when he was in high school because he was on the uh, he was on the. Uh, the all-star always on the all-star teams for uh, for bc and that i think he's out of bc Anyways, that's awesome um, yeah yeah but other than that no nobody that's that's in the nba now um yeah that's awesome so how did you get into like refereeing basketball was it like a passion or did you start young and just like kept going or yeah actually i, I started right out of high school uh one of my when i was playing basketball in high school uh my coach suggested that because uh, he kind of did a little bit of refereeing. He says, you should, you know, you should think about refereeing. And I said, oh, I'll give it a shot. And I started, so I started right when I was 18. Yeah. And, and just moved, moved all the way up and did the highest level here and the university and did playoffs. And then that, and then we moved to the States and, and hooked up there and refereed there. And then we traveled to uh, San Francisco and then, uh, well, cause we lived in San Francisco for three, four years and then back to San Diego and then to Boston. So, a lot of moving around, but it, it gets you seeing all the different teams, the different uh, conferences and things like that. That's crazy. You ever get to the Olympic level? No, because, I, you know, I was just about, you need your FIBA card, and I was just about to get my FIBA card before I left. Uh, uh, my mistake was I, I told them that I was leaving. Okay. And so, so then they're not going to, you know, put all the uh, reinforcements and money getting me certified. Mm-hmm. So, uh I didn't get get my FIBA card, and you need that to uh, go to the Olympics and all the other little tournaments. Yeah, I, I know a, yeah. a buddy of mine from high school. His old man was a referee basketball that ended up going to the two thousand and four uh, or two thousand eight summer games. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. Holmesy Senior. I'm not sure if that's a name that you know by any chance. Yeah, I know, I know Mike Holmesy. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, like I played football with his son growing up, and then yeah, so that's that's hilarious little circle that we kind of have like a you know, two stages of uncle john like how, uh, <laughs> that we have like a, yep. a way to cross paths yeah i actually I, I refereed nationals in halifax i believe in 99 with mike Holmesy. oh that's awesome that's awesome yeah. that's really incredible yeah. that's kind of cool little circle back yeah yeah oh that's really uh that makes me happy what are those i was worried that we we're gonna do that thing of like hey so do you know mike from canada and then you're gonna be like <laughs> Yeah, fucking sure. <laughs> yeah, I know Mike from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a funny little random happenstance. That makes me really happy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like those in life. It's the same thing when I uh, told, like, was doing the podcast with you, Tom, and Kieran's uh, apprentice at the time was like, listening to it with him. And he's like, wait, I think I know that guy. And it was someone that you'd worked with previously elsewhere. Yeah. It's crazy how that works. Eh? It's just everyone's kind of connected everywhere just by doing stuff. Like I just yeah, 
you never know who you're going to cross paths with. That's always awesome. It's always a good memory. Like thing to remember in life is to be kind to people because you never know who's going to hold power over you later in life. Not that like they'll hold power over you, but you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're a complete dictator when it comes to this podcast, Sean. It's fine. I'm glad you finally admitted it out loud for all of us to hear. (laughs) That's funny. If I don't put it out on time, he beats me. It's it's true, guys. Uh, I have a problem. <laughs> so, Uncle John, your, uh, sorry. How was your Christmas in Montreal? Sure. Uh, yeah, it was all right, man. You know, you do all the. It, it, I traveling for holidays is always like stressful, right? Because it's not just about family, too. It's the people that you like left. So there's a lot of like. I gotta go see these people. I gotta see that people. Like I saw friends announce that they're having a baby boy and are now engaged. I got to witness like a whole rigmarole of things. So, but the moment I came home, it's just a nice little like, <sighs> let's coast now. <laughs> yeah, that makes <laughs> you sense. Get, you get borderline relief after the holidays, but all in all, it was all right. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, so you're in our hockey pool, and I got to say, John, you're killing it. I do, I think, agree with the whole hockey pool that the guy that's in first place is cheating because he's also the commissioner, but that's besides yep. the point. But you're up there <laughs> in second place. How does our hockey pool compare to the one that you have with your other group of friends there? Uh, it's, I guess it's, it's basically hands off, uh, the pool that we're in together with uh, you and, and John. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I, I mean, I like both because, uh, you get to play all 18 of your guys. They always play, mm-hmm. but in, in our pool that I've got with, uh, in Boston there and, and, uh, it, it's, it's more interactive because you got to get, you, you only play 11 guys, uh, a game. A okay. Day. So you can pick and choose who you want to play. And sometimes it's hard because you have to sit four or five guys. So now you have to determine who's not going to perform for you. Oh yeah. That, and that'll yeah. take time out of your day. Do you like, it does. It does. Like, do you second um, guess yeah. yourself when you're tinkering? Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I sat a guy and he gets four goals. Yeah. You know, it's like, or you sat, you sit a goalie and he gets a shutout and, and it's all those points. It's shutout points, saves, uh, yeah. wins, everything. So, yeah. Yeah. But that sounds a little bit more intense. Do you go head to head with other teams too when you're doing that? Or is it? That's, that's what it is. You play a team for a week and, uh, it's out of there's 21 um, statistical boxes, so you can beat them 21 nothing is is the best score, but it usually ends up 13 to you know five because you'll have some ties or 10 10 and and then you just play each each team uh, every week a different team and I think you play everybody twice and whoever has the most points uh, the top two teams get buys and the other four teams play it out and then you play the playoffs so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so there's always lots of time to recover from a loss or two. So, and how's the shit talking in that league? I bet you when you're going head to head, there's there's some shit talking. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, yeah. you get over there, you're gonna start like, hey, I'm gonna go pocket Kai by half a yacht and then feed him a couple. I think exactly. <laughs> You've been in that pool for quite a few years too, eh? Uh, I think seven. Yeah, it's a long yeah. time. I've said that to you, like to me and John talking about it. It's I do like about our pool that it's hands off because the amount of time I have to invest into it weekly isn't high. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can kind of keep an eye on it, check on it from time to time, but it's 
if you're in like an interactive one like that, you got to be on point every single day, basically being ready. to. I, I agree, but I do find myself checking the pool on like a fucking hourly basis. Some days I'm just like, all right, these games are playing. All right. All right. How are my goalies? Like, am I going to be looking okay? Is Mackenzie Blackwood going to fuck me again? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I highly respect your commitment to it, given the situation. To losing? Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly but surely climbing oh. back. I'm about to break 400. Next thing you know, seventh place. Here I come. I liked uh, earlier, John, you missed it, but Thomas was like, how the fuck do the Leafs play? Win five fucking nothing, and Matthews doesn't get a goddamn fucking point. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that too. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Like he's either on or he's off. But usually yeah. he's getting something. But that's yeah, that's crazy when he doesn't get a point in five five goals. Yeah, it was six. He doesn't get. He didn't even. Oh, he wasn't even six. on for a goal. I don't even get half a point for showing up. But no, <laughs> his plus minus was zero. Yeah. It was zero (laughs) (laughs) on six goals for Toronto. Zero, (laughs) fucking a. I was like astounded. Well, maybe half or power play because you're not getting plus minus on those, right? No, maybe I guess, but I I don't know. I I I keep looking over at him. I'm just like, awesome man. Like you're so much better. He's still having a good year though. Oh yeah, he's gonna end really well. I mean, he's he's in the top three for score leaders. No, yeah. Uh no no it's uh Ovechkin Drysaddle yeah Ovechkin's third and Drysaddle and McDavid yeah but he's up there yeah yeah he he'll he'll do fine at come the end of the year it's just that the stress of like hey man really need you to do what you're supposed to be doing here (laughs) I don't see I don't understand why you're not doing that like as a Montreal Canadiens fan I get why we're struggling it is like we don't have a goalie our captain's off. We're still trying to figure out our GM and coaching scenario. Like there's nothing, there's nothing solid on the team right now. There's no leadership yeah. in the room. There's just guys like hoping for the best and just figuring shit out. Whereas Toronto should be a well-shaped team that knows exactly what they're doing. And they're just not performing at all. Like a hundred percent of the time. It's, it's crazy to see. It's we tough. Have, it's the same thing we're seeing at Edmonton. Like, we shouldn't lose fucking six games in a row. Like that was a fucking horrible streak to watch. We, it shouldn't happen. Like we should be better than that, but we're not better than that because we yeah. lost six games in a row. Yeah. Sean's learning a valuable lesson about not basing your whole team on one team. This is true. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's well, and, and like I said, with the, uh, with, with the format, all 18 year players play and you can't, uh, put guys up, put guys down. If they're not having a good game, it's, you've got to sit with them or if they get injured, you got to, you know, you got to try and make some moves, but see in the other league, uh, you also have five uh, pickups a week, free yeah. five pickups a week, which is nice. Yeah. So you can, you know, and you got IR spots and, and you can set guys there when they're hurt. And yeah, but that's in our league. You, they just got to sit in your team because you use up your, uh, use up your trades for, uh, and you got to pay for yep, more. Yep. Yeah, like, I think I'm already forty dollars in the hole from trades. Forty well, past that. Yeah, forty, Tom. Yeah, pretty sure. Is that I'm all? Only, I'm only giving Sam forty dollars. So if I owe him more, he'll let me know. <laughs> I like the idea of like the pot growing for sure. Um, yeah. Have you talked to the commission yet about the franchise player list or the uh, total pot yet? Out of curiosity. Uh, I have mentioned it to Morgan, but I did tell you on this podcast that (laughs) 
you're 37 years old. You don't need to be scared <laughs> of our big bad commissioner. You no. can just be like, hey, man, we really nice if, you know, if we could find out which players for franchise. And I think I'll send a voice message in the group chat in that exact voice. Uh, hey, Mr. Commissioner. Uh, Hi, I'm I don't sure want to disturb you here. Boy. Sorry, but uh, yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. like a hoot. Yeah, no, just I, I told you, you got to like, I'm not here to hold your hand, Sean. This is true. You can sometimes, though, if it'll make you feel better in the moment. <laughs> I'm comfortable with who I am and what I'm into, and I, I got no problems. If you need a handheld, I'm here for you, big guy. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I spoke to Morgan about that. And I think he's going to work on a, uh Excel spreadsheet when he has a minute about like who has been franchised and all that stuff. Cool. And then, um, and then we'll figure it out. So like Morgan didn't want to be doing the commissioning stuff, but a lot of it's falling on him because Sam doesn't know how to do all that fun. What stuff. is this Morgan's name in the group chat or in the pool? Happy Gilmore. Okay. So Shooter McGavin is Sammy and he like, he knows how to like, get to the website and i think that's the extent of his knowledge fair enough yeah that's funny but it's always a good time and then like morgan does a lot of the heavy lifting with the excel spreadsheets because he knows how to do that stuff makes sense it's nice to have one of those in your pocketbook i have a few yeah um how do you feel about the olympic hockey getting canceled i mean i saw it coming from like a mile away um i'm so one of those things that I'm disappointed in because I've always, like, since they took it away, I've missed it because you want to see that was, like, the best part about the Olympics was, like, the hockey. Like, I remember, like, like the golden goal and when where I was for that or the, the Sochi Olympics and where I was for that. Like, I don't know, man. Like, Olympic hockey is, like, the most amazing thing in the world and the fact that we don't get the actual best in the world going against the actual best in the world it's heartbreaking to me. And I'm also heartbroken over the world junior tournament being canceled and all that stuff. I would love it to be um, rescheduled with the exact same teams, you know, you know, let's restart it from where the first team had to take. Like, I don't think it's fair that the U S got a loss because of COVID protocols and all these other teams had to take losses because of COVID protocols. Like, I think that like, it's such an important showcase. Like it's, I don't know. I, like, it, it, it's unfortunate that we live in this time where we have to cancel things that are fun. Yeah, it's disappointing. I, I kind of thought uh, when they're only having two sites for the World Juniors that there could be in some trouble. Yeah. Uh, just, just because as soon as something happens, you're in the same venue going you're just between two venues. It's yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't see that one lasting at all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is hard because it's such good hockey and, it, and it's a great way to see who's coming up right yeah. and you know you can eyeball people and be like that guy like i remember like well, we used to watch the world juniors with my dad and he already knew who was drafted by who already and he goes you see that guy who's probably gonna go in this round for this team like you used to watch and like he was like his own little bob mckenzie it was fucking amazing to see it's like a rain man yeah, i don't know if you knew that john um, I don't know if you know the extent of that, but Tom's dad, Chris, he was like uh, a hockey coach to a lot of people throughout the years from like what Tom's has told me, what I know from the past, like he was huge into the hockey world and probably, he probably worked with some people who are in the NHL right now. Is that fair to say? 
there, there's a few people that have crossed paths with him that you know made their way to the show, <laughs> and he was also heavy in the women's hockey, like the who just won, who just got in the Hall of Fame. There it was, uh, oh, in uh, Saint Pierre. I think so. Yeah, so she crossed paths with my dad a few times. Uh, nice, Car- Carolyn Willette has, has played for my dad. Like, there's like a bunch of like who's who of Quebec players like have, have, have gone through my dad's program and stuff. And it's been, it's cool to see. Cause they all kind of remember him and stuff like Alex Kalorn for the Tampa Bay lightning. He went, he played for my dad at one point, Mark Ribeiro who started off with Tampa Bay and then got traded around and now plays in Europe played for my dad, uh, Daniel Sprong. I think he's with the ducks now. Um, you know, there's a bunch of people that went through my old man's program and it's always cool. cool to see. That's- yeah. yeah, that's nice. That's very nice. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a pretty cool legacy, like for anyone who coaches, I guess, to have that, right? Like people that you might have touched or crossed paths with, even in the smallest of ways. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat to see that, right? Yeah, it's nice. And then you kind of hear from them after the fact, like if I ever bump into them, which is kind of common, uh, well, not as much now because I live uh, outside of Quebec now, but if you ever bump into them, you know, they always have like nice things to say or they're like they would stop and give me like you know the time of day they wouldn't be a prick about it or anything like that you know what i mean there's for sure yeah it's always very good. cool yeah so uncle no, john I... you've been listening to the show for quite a bit now uh you've even participated in emails like uh let's get some constructive criticism out from you like what do you like that we do what what don't you like is the foul language too much? Because Sean has a bit of a fucking potty mouth, and I gotta tell him he it. does. He sure does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's no everything's everything's been good. Uh, you guys are. I mean, I'm not big into Star Trek and things. Well, I like Star Trek, but I'm not into it as 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 much as you guys. So when you you're doing your critiques, you know, I I kind of you know I listen, but I I don't know much about what you're talking about. All of them, yeah. you know, the different series and that. But no, everything else is cool. I like I like uh, I like the format. I like how you guys. Uh, are learning things about each other and, and, the, and the family and, and that. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you. And now yep. we got that new uh, email jingle. So whenever you write in, we got like a nice little entrance for you to come in. I Sweet. love that jingle so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom. Yeah. We need to talk about something, buddy. Oh, fuck. Here we go. I'm on to it. The chip. Yep. Uh, Where's it located? It's in Edmonton now I hear, right? Well, there's two here and there's two in Boston. Okay. I'm making something happen. I just, I've been trying to get to Boston, but I don't want to do 800 PCR tests. Yeah, no, that's crazy now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for all the weird rules, I would have been in Boston like three months ago. The hard part is, is like we, you know, we can just ship it to you there. But after what happened last time, like, it's just sketch. You know what I mean? Like we, we need to almost have like a commissioner in place there to a ensure it gets eaten and b ensure that it gets videotaped that record gets pressed just to be safe. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I can't believe I'm still haunted by this because this is the thing that I, you know, you trusted the person and then you fucked up by trusting the wrong person. So, yeah, so we're told for sure. And, but uh, you guys saw recently in the group chat that Vengeance was 
for the yeah, audience. What, tell us the story because all we saw was like aftermath of whatever happened exactly. What? How did it come to be? Who were the players? Like, give us some deets. So it was after. So Hogan on our hockey pool. Uh, it was him that was announcing that he was having a baby boy, and then he then got engaged. So cool. we all went over to his place. We're having beers, and they ordered pizza and stuff. And I got like halfway through my pizza, and I had to go take a leak. So I go to the bathroom, leaving the pizza behind because I'm not a disgusting fuck. Yeah, that's uh, like it'd be weird yeah. if you took it with you. Yeah. And then I go to the bathroom, come back, start sipping on my beer, and I start eating my pizza. And it occurs to me that my pizza is fucking spicy. So it turns out while I was in the bathroom, they took the hot sauce, the bomb from the it's the 10th hot sauce they use on the chicken wing show hot ones. Put it underneath the cheese without my knowledge, and then just watched me suffer because that was <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that was it was mean and it was unexpected and I was just dying. It was just and I don't I think that like they that's... like it wasn't like they put like a little bit as in like ah here's a little bit of hot sauce fuck you talk. No, I think there were some and I think it was like spread out so like I got destroyed. That's so bad, though, like to do to someone. I just it's the same thing as like giving your buddy ecstasy and then sitting there fucking waiting in anticipation till he's fucked up on drugs like that's illegal and that can get you sent to jail. But like what if see to me, if you had thought of it in the moment, you should have faked a heart attack. You should have fucking been like, I don't feel so good, guys. While you're sweating, just like slowly kind of hold your chest and then fucking fall on the ground and go flat just to make them all feel like pieces of shit. That would have been the greatest like response to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, guess, I guess it should have. Um, We're big guys, Tom. It's one of our moves. We can pull and people else believe that shit. I'm not going to lie. The thought never occurred to me. The only thought that was occurring to me at the time was, holy fuck, this is hot. <laughs> When did pizza get so spicy? Who did this to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all fair thoughts. Yeah. Were they just, and this was all because of the chip. Yeah. This is this is what it was. It was like that's why you got tagged in and like the, the vengeance was like theirs that day. With that's that being funny. said, uh I can find some trustworthy people that would want to see me suffer. Like my cousin Ian here in New Brunswick is on my case about it. So if you were to send it here. I think he would be a trustworthy guy, but also like I'll arrange a FaceTime with him so you can interview and grill and make sure that he's the right man for the job. Make sure he's ready. Yeah, exactly. I want to watch him hold a phone and press record because apparently it's a fucking skill that some people don't have in this life. (laughs) So John question for you. Do you just like bathe in hot sauce? Is that why you're just so calm, cool and collect? Like does your asshole Um, hate you? Like what goes on here? Well, uh, I, I do like hot stuff. Um, I don't yeah. eat it a lot, but I do eat it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really doesn't really seem to bother me that much. Um, you know, you saw that sriracha video. Uh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but no, I, I I like my hot stuff, and and uh, yeah, yeah. Just you just get used to it. And, yeah. Well, see, good. like I've been eating spicy stuff forever, and like as I get older, the more away from it I seem to be getting. And it's just one of those like weird things of just, I don't know. I'm not going to say you're old, John, but like age is getting to me with the hot stuff. That's all I'm saying. 
with uh like like when i did that chip the first time yeah it was hot and i was tolerable i found but then when i did that the bomb hot sauce like i was in pain so i don't know yep. looking forward to this the the, the this chip again yep. it'll, it'll get done one thing too that like you know when you ate this hot sauce on the pizza were you on performance enhancers did you take Gaviscon already, like the chip or anything like that incident? Or was this just like the shock factor is probably what hit you with the spice, right? Like you had time to prepare prior to eating the chip, whereas this time it was just like front and center, right? Listen, I don't know what you're getting off at. I did not take performance <laughs> enhancers. I was casually drinking to get some liquid courage, Jimmy. I didn't realize that you didn't do such a thing. Um, and then I was having casual beers. I was surprise attacked, ninjaed into having hot sauce. Yeah, so it was not like so. I still think I would. I would never do that to someone personally. I, maybe if like Kieran didn't eat a spicy chip, he was supposed to eat, or like sorry, didn't press record. I mean, uh, maybe I would do it to him. I don't know, but I don't think I could spike someone. I don't think I could spike someone. That's a it's an intense task. Yeah, well, I I, I got got that day, and that was it was a painful experience. Now, question: Are you going to get them for getting you? In time. Okay. I like it. One day, something's going to happen, and when it does, vengeance will be mine. Perfect. Yeah. That's all I needed to know. I, I think when we did that chip, uh, Sean, wasn't it about 11 a.m., and we had had nothing to eat? Oh, no. I hadn't even there eaten was... food yet that day. No. To be fair, yeah. I didn't get any of these guidelines either from you guys. Like, you got, like, we're going to eat a chip, Tom, or put it on the internet. And that was like the extent of it. There wasn't no, like, you got to do it during the day. Do not have a meal beforehand. Um, if you even think about having a beer before you even do this, you're a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> like We will have a list of 17 rules and regulations that I will also send and review with the commissioner of the video camera that you designate. <laughs> so we'll be more prepared this time with a set of lists and instructions oh, yeah i didn't know something could get fucked up so huge by not pressing record i was so <laughs> with it. it's kind of funny because like you have taken heat for it yeah and i just continue to do like, the amount of times that this gets held over my head over the past like six six months it's been crazy it's funny too because I didn't mean to say like the heat. Made, it was a pretty good pun. I didn't. I realized it after I said it. That was pretty good. You've taken a lot of heat for this. Yeah. Sorry, I, I had to throw I, back I to it. Let that go. But all right. I didn't get enough recognition. Sorry, I had to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and we can and we and we can we can send them two chips, right, Sean? Should we send them two? Should we send? Them? Do you have before? someone to eat with, or should we save one back just to make sure that like there isn't another incident? Like. I don't want to answer this question because it sounds like I'm going to get chirped either way. Like this is fucking. I didn't. We didn't have you on the podcast to bully me, Uncle John. Right? <laughs> I'm going to fucking stand for this. It's an inquisition. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect the Spanish Inquisition here. But um, no, if we want to get two in case, like we, so we can Thomas prove it. I think we should. Uh, and then worst case scenario. We get full, like, you know, proper viewing of the video, then someone else can do it too and suffer with me. Yeah. Would you have a participant? Would your cousin eat it with you? Uh, we, I, dad, I'll ask him. Yeah. Worth a try. 
find some poor soul. Yeah, I think so. There's some there's some very lovable people here that I think would love to partake in the random shenanigans that is the hot chip. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we'll discuss business and we can ship it out at some point here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. And we'll figure it all out. But yeah. It's funny. That was like many episodes ago now, given that where we're at with the podcast. Yeah. We were, that was us trying to reach like 150 followers and now we're pushing 300. Yeah. Just a hundred. We were just trying to make it to a hundred. Really? Well, now yeah, was it a hundred? Was it a hundred or was it seventy-five? No, it was just a hundred. Okay. Yeah. And now oh. look at us. Yeah, we're soaring. Two ninety-four. One day we're going to be a full-fledged worldwide conglomerate. Hey, we're taking baby steps. That's the way you do it. Yeah. yeah. You guys will get there. Yeah. We're just like one fucking hilarious joke away from complete stardom. Yeah, and we're doing all right, man. I look at our numbers all the time and like, you know, we're steady at like, you know, a couple hundred listeners per episode. So it's nice. For sure. One thing, uh, like I know you appreciate hockey memorabilia and stuff like that. John's got a pretty interesting collection when it comes to like signed photos and stuff like that. Like he was telling me the other day about, was it Gretzky and how that you have a photo of John or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Gretzky's uh, uh, point uh, record uh, beating how. Oh, that's I got awesome. a sixteen. I got a sixteen by twenty of uh, Gretzky scoring. Uh, I think it's, it's the point, and uh, I've got everybody signed. Uh, everybody in the photo. There, I think it's five people in the photo. Uh, all the players have signed it when he was playing with the Kings against the Oilers, and then uh, Gordy Howe was doing a show in Edmonton, and I brought that in and, and asked him to sign it and he says oh absolutely i says i he says i know what this is and i will gladly sign this and he put a nice big gordy howe on that so you have to meet gordy howe too eh that must have been yeah yeah like aside from saying he'd sign it did he give you like a like a do you did to talk to him or was it like a quick like please it, it was a quick thing we probably had 30 seconds yeah because you know, there's yeah but you know he had at least he he you know, he, he knew what that was and, and he, he made a big deal about it because he yeah. had, you know, stood up and looked at, Oh, this is beautiful. And, and yeah, I'll sign that. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a real nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember when I met Chelios and that guy was just like a real class actor. I mean, I was like a 12 year old kid in a Chelios jersey. He goes like, really? He goes like Eisman, Shanahan and all these guys are over here, but you're rocking a, my Jersey. All right. Come here, kid. No problem. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. went. I went to a signing. I went to a signing. I had a uh, uh, Bobby Hall was doing a signing here in Edmonton, and I had a Brett Hall game used stick. So I I brought that with me to see if because there's some things that they won't sign and they yeah. won't let you sign and bring in right. So I brought this stick in and uh, got up to see uh, Bobby Hall and and asked him if he would if he would sign this stick and he takes the stick from me and and Brett has a pretty good curve on his stick. Yeah, and he stood up and grabbed the stick, and he had the stick like this. And he showed everybody, and he says, "And everyone thought I had a, a curve. Look at my sons." <laughs> Bobby Hall, Bobby Hall had a wicked curve. Yeah, but yeah. He says, "I'll sign that," so he signed that, and that's another uh, item that that I'll never sell because that because yeah. uh, Brett's uh, signed it and Bobby signed it, so that's 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 no, going to work. So. That that's legendary. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I think we got. Uh, 
I got like a piece of a Ray Bork jersey sign when he was in Boston when before they retired Esposito. So it's like the number seven. So early on in his career. Yep. Uh, I never got to meet the man, but I it's just a memorabilia that I got as a kid. Um, I was like a, like growing up playing defense. Like I followed like all my favorite defensemen, so Chalios, Ray Bork, and then like. I remember when Ray Bork won the cup with the avalanche and I lost my mind. It was just like, fuck, he did it. <laughs> 13 years old. I'm just as excited as he is. And he was like, uh, like he's from like Quebec. Like he, there's like an arena named after him as well. Like there's the Ray Bork arena in St. Laurent that I've played at. It's quite the place. Yeah. But you no, know, so you get those few things in life. Like even Sean, you got some cool, like you just tripped and fell and landed in some cool Oilers stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, well, the one, the sign sticks that I have from the the meet and greet at Rexall when that was just like a random one of Crystal's bosses was like, oh, hey, do you want these tickets? And we're like, oh, what is it? Go there. It's like, oh, shit. Like, get end up leaving with two team sign sticks. And then the recent encounter with McDavid at, I'm going to say it on air, at fucking Value Village of all God damn places that you never expect to see the greatest fucking hockey player playing right now 12.5 million dollar man and yes you heard it fans fucking value village i just sold him out you give him some break it was like for halloween costumes no we don't need to go into details he might have been looking at shirts we don't know but no yeah he was there for a specific reason like i told you for the friends photo shoot to get the pink lamp yeah but still pretty cool given that me and crystal thrift all the time and it was like a thrifting miracle uh yeah uh, you never know who you're going to meet in places. Like, I don't think I've ever met anybody just, like, walking the streets. Uh, like, once I walked past, like, former Daily Show news correspondent Wyatt Snack, who's, like, a stand-up comedian. And yeah. I'm like, you're Wyatt Snack. He goes, yeah, man. I'm like, oh, man, I'm a fan of yours on The Daily Show, and I really like your stand-up. He goes, oh, man, it's nice to meet you. And it's nice to meet you, too. And I just, like, walked by. Like, I didn't think to get a picture. I didn't think to get a autograph it was just like hey man like you do good stuff and i was just moving on with my day <laughs> and then like that's it that sucks when they pass like that. i had that happen with ernie hudson in edmonton here the ghostbuster yeah and i was like just walked by him and was like hey man and he's like hey he shook his hand and kieran fist bumped him and then we just kept walking and i was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> johnny what's your best encounter uh, I'm thinking, I mean, just, you're just talking about just happenstance, right? Yeah. Not a lot. because I mean, all the, all the, uh, like the, uh, hockey stuff is planned, right? You're, you know, where they're going to be or something, but, uh, happenstance, uh, I, I mean, I met Sarah McLaughlin in San Diego at the outlet mall there at Starbucks. But, uh, other than that, I don't think I've come across uh, anybody, uh, that I can remember. I find that funny because that's exactly where I would expect to run into Sarah McLaughlin would be at a Starbucks in an outlet mall. In San, in San Diego? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I, I know um, I've spoke, I, I know, I'm not sure if I spoke about it on the podcast, but like a family friend is uh, Sergio Mameso, the former Canadian Canuck, New York Ranger. I uh, coached my sister in hockey and like got along famously with my dad. And we would go to his like, restaurant all the time and then he had one in the west island it's since closed down but he had one in the west island that we would frequent all the time with, with like our hockey teams and all that for just like team bonding stuff and uh he would organize like certain events and like my dad would go there for all of his hockey meetings and one time he organized it 
he goes, uh, Chris, I want you to sit at this table. And my dad goes, I- I'd rather sit over there. He goes, no, I really think you should sit at this table. I'm going to sit over there anyway. But he had tried to organize it. So my dad would sit next to Larry Robinson at the restaurant. Oh, cool. Yeah. And That's then, funny. like, speaking of Brett Hall, I'm pretty sure I told the story on the podcast, too. But I'll tell you for your, your own benefit, Uncle John, is that, like, Momesso and my dad and their hockey director were talking about, like, the flex of a stick. And they thought that Brett Hall played with, like, a very low fa- uh, flex. I was like, was it 70 flex or was it like, a 60 flex? And Sergio goes, hold on, I'll text him. Just text Brett Hall. What kind of flex nice. did you use? And, like, I'm pretty sure you can attest to it. It's like a 50 flex stick, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of whip on that. There is, yeah. 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 50 flex and, and, is what I used when I was nine years old playing hockey. And his stick, when you look at it, uh, it has a, a bow right in the middle, right where he holds it. It's, it's bent. It's just yeah. from the, the power. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. John's my hockey stick guy if I need to know. If, if I'm like, is this legit? I think I'd be able to text him and he'd be able to tell me or at least talk to the guy who'd be able to tell him to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. I just picked up a dry settle stick, a game used dry settle. Yeah. How how did you come across your game used Brett Hall stick? Like, how that? Uh, I, met a, I met a guy that, uh, that uh, lived in St. Louis and uh, he was all, I mean, he, had, I don't know what his job was, but he had access to the, the players. And, and uh, I've got actually, I've got a cool picture of Brett Hull scoring. Um, I think it was with, I guess I'm going to say Dallas when they won the Stanley cup against, was it Buffalo? Um, yeah, it was Buffalo. When he was, when he was standing in the crease and a puck, because that technically shouldn't have counted because his skate was in the, in the crease at yeah. that time. That was the, you know, the, the, uh, it was an allowed goal, but I've got a picture of the net cam of this goal and Brett signed it and he doesn't sign a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. and I, and I got, and I got it from that guy. So just, just, just knowing people in yeah. you know, the collecting, also, collecting world. He's one of those guys that kind of hides. Like I was, when I was telling you my Chelio story, that was when he was also on the roster for the Red Wings, but he kind of, he, he either, waits for everyone to leave the area to go on the bus or he's on the bus first and doesn't interact with that people, which, you know what? I don't blame him for doing either. Cause it can get like a madhouse out there. Yeah. And that was like 2002 when the Red Wings went out and bought a Stanley cup, that team was unstoppable. Dominic Hasek and Nats, Brett Hall, Brandon Shanahan, uh, Nicholas Lindstrom, Chelios, uh, Iserin, like the list. Is ridiculous. Yeah. Basically the all-star team you'd pick from the NHL at the time, minus like three players. Yeah. <laughs> it was a crazy team. Crazy good team. Yep. Yep. So Uncle John, if I come out to Boston and I come out, let's say I come in like spring, summer, tolerable weather, what are we doing aside from eating a really spicy chip? Well, whatever you want. I mean, we gotta gotta see some sights. We gotta go see. Depending on when you come, uh, yeah. there's always the gotta see a Red Sox game. Yeah, that's uh, a must. Maybe maybe go have a nice big fat steak somewhere and a, a painting a beautiful choice. picture. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's whatever you want to do. Yeah, is there like uh like you have you ever do the Boston tour? You like you got your like John highlights. This is like the must. You you gotta go here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you got to go have a, a pint of cheers. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, 
um, oh, there's just so much. Well, you can find a Cheers, and then you've got to go to Fenway, and then maybe go see the Garden. Yeah, and uh, and then some, and then you got to hit some nice steakhouses, nice steakhouses in in Boston, and uh, go from there. That's awesome. I actually like. I love like I love Boston, and I haven't been able to do it as like a full fledged adult yet. So I that's a thing like I can't wait to do. It. Just hop on a plane and go to Boston. It's a I think it'll be happening if the if the world gets really cool soon. I think it'll be sooner rather than later. Because I want to take full advantage of like my work perks and just fly places that isn't my own home. Yeah, no, that's a great advantage for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah no. That would it'd be cool. To, it would be cool to have you. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure something out in the near future. That's for damn sure. So Sean, what's a what's an Uncle John fun fact that I need to learn that we might have to pull out of him? You think? A fun fact? Yeah, that we have to pull out of him that he, he wouldn't come off right away, but you know, something you know. Um, just that he's solid as fuck. Yeah, that's he's not a bro's secret. bro. He's, he's a bro's he, bro. He's a man, you know, he's tough as nails. Well, yeah, it's just solid. I don't mean that like solid is like thick. I just mean <laughs> solid as in you can count on him. Yeah. That's a solid fact that people, I don't know, you don't always know with people, but everything I've seen from John is you can always count on him. Great, great dude, kind man, good heart. Call him Uncle John for a reason. Yeah. You can always count on him, I feel, if I would needed him. You know what I mean? You can't count on a lot of people these days. Look at Uncle John getting his tires pumped right now. He's fucking ecstatic. Well, you're, asking me facts. <laughs> you're asking me facts on the spot. That's all I can say. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. That's no, cool. Cool. Thanks, John. That's all. Oh, yeah. That all no worries. Great. And he supports the podcast, which is like awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's well, nice. I couldn't ask for anything more than that. That's that's more yeah. than enough for me. It's fun that's... to have like people interactive and learning about me too, right? Because like we talked about this earlier before the podcast is, you know, there's people that can listen to this podcast to get to know a lot about you and me. And the same is true with close family. Even they might not know certain things that I, or stories I've never told to them because it doesn't come up. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Yeah, no, exactly. It's fun for everyone who listens. So listen more and tell other people. I I agree wholeheartedly. (laughs) Eventually we're going to have to like either circle back on stories or like really do some very interesting things in our day just to create more content yeah for sure <laughs> or we could just start lying lying <laughs> so the other day i went to a sex cult wild stuff <laughs> coincidentally i was in a lab where they fucking reanimated a dinosaur and i saw it move thomas <laughs> <laughs> we could make it a fun segment for the fans are they full of shit or are they telling the truth I think we'll like, yeah, but I think our lies will be very clearly lies. So there I was, me and Frankenstein, chilling out. I was like, what do I do, Frankie? He goes like, you know, it's Frankenstein's monster. It's not Frankenstein. It happens all the time. Like, actually, my real name is Jeffrey. Um, but whatever. My leg's name is Hank. I like it. Yeah. The better the lie, the better the story. And I mean, everyone wants to be all about the truth. But lies are fun sometimes too. Wouldn't it be just amazing to like hear a one? Don't you just want to hear a good story? You know, do you yeah. have to fucking focus on the truth? Well, that's why I read novels for Sean. Quick story talking of lying. It's something me and Kieran have been doing for like, I want to say 15 years to our friend Dwayne. Every time he gets with a girl that is a new relationship, we tell her at some point, we'll like 
get her alone and ask her if she has yet seen his unicorn collection. The first time he was a little annoyed and now he like supports it <laughs> just to see the reaction. We're like, we know this is weird, but like what, what we it weirded us out when we first saw it. But like, what do you think? Like, do you think it's fucking weird that he collects unicorns? Like the glass ones? It's too many, right? It's too many unicorns. Yeah. Please tell me you've added to the bit by like when Christmas or a birthday rolls around, you got him like a unicorn. Never, but we damn well should. Yeah. Because you got to commit like at one point or another, you got to start like. No, that's a great fucking idea. I garage sale lots too. I'm sure I could even like get what we really need to do is go next level. And because he's got a big ass, really nice house. And I'm sure he doesn't have every cupboard full. So we'll start sneaking unicorns in each time we go there and setting them up in like a closet somewhere or in a cupboard that he doesn't use. And then we'll fucking pull out the big one and tell the girlfriend where the unicorns are stashed so that no one will find them. Like it's getting really complicated here, but I fucking like it. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome. It's fucking elaborate. I'm all for it. (laughs) And I owe this motherfucker too, because he fucking rearranged our cupboards. So I can definitely do this shit to him. What do you mean rearrange your cupboards? Like, I mean, we and Karen were roommates at the time. We went outside and this individual plus one other individual emptied out every single cupboard and then put every single item back in a different cupboard the same way we had it set. So like plates and plates and saucers and all that were in a cupboard. Now that's where the cups are. The ladles and are all in a drawer. Now the spices are in that drawer and the ladles are where the spices were. They, they rearranged our entire fucking kitchen. So it was a real bitch move. <laughs> but it needs to be... And this was like at least 10 years ago this happened. Maybe longer. So yeah. that motherfucker has it coming at some point. If, if we learned anything from this episode is one day vengeance will be ours. To the people that that is, John, do you have an instance? Because we both said our vengeance story. What are you going to get vengeance for one day? <laughs> oh, geez, I don't know. Um, I'll have to work on that. I'll work on it. <laughs> Who's going to cross that. Uncle John? He's such a stand-up <laughs> yeah. guy. Fuck, I hope it's not <laughs> me, and that's why he's not <laughs> <Yeah>. saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't stay at your yeah. house because he doesn't want to stay in a hotel. He's uh, he's actually plotting. It's been a slow play for years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Notice how there's one missing of your Stanley Cup collection there, Sean. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting quite a uh, quite a rock collection in Boston too. So I'm wait, waiting for him to figure that out. Fucking <laughs> okay. yeah, Are you I'm into that any. stuff too? Well, every time I come here, I I am, and one goes back with me, and I kind yeah. of rearrange a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so awesome! Like to know a pathological thief who doesn't admit to it, and you like go to their house, and you're like. What the fuck? Hey, that's my shit. Still, this looks a lot like the one that I used to have. Oh, Sean, next time I come over, I'm stealing a thing, but never I'll admit to stealing it, but I will never tell you what it is. And it's gonna drive you Something's insane. missing. Something's missing. Right? Yeah. I think we just came up with a better title for the episode called Thomas's Band from Sean's House. <laughs> Where's that Star Trek com badge of yours? I don't know where it happened to it. Which one? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> that was a flex. I just made a notorious big sound because yeah. oh, it felt good. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's that was a huge flex. I have multiple com badges. What up? 
Exactly. Exactly. My favorite flex of the day right there. So what's a, what's a Christmas in at Sean's house entail, Uncle John? Do you get does it get highly competitive with board games or what? Um no, not really. Not we Tell play the truth, John. <laughs> it's highly competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we we didn't play that much. We played a couple card games, a couple dice games, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it can get pretty hairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We I, actually I mean, had a sober Christmas this year. We didn't like. I went to my dad's, and uh, like John stayed with uh, Carrie and his wife, and um, John's wife obviously, and did a Christmas with Gene. Me and Crystal took off to my dad's place. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they didn't drink. We didn't drink. So when we came home, it was pretty quiet night but new year's we hit it really fucking hard really eh? yeah that's good indeed indeed yeah my my new year's was quiet like i flew in i had like work to do so like 11 30 i was out like a light and then new year's day i worked and then i was just i went to family for a turkey day like i don't know 31 i'm still in my prime and i'm going to bed but oh, i'll make up for it next year yeah and I mean, there's something to be said about starting the new year off, like working, you worked on the first and it's like, you're earning money already. Your year's starting off strong. You don't wake up feeling like a bag of dicks. There's, there's upsides to not drinking on new year's. Thank you, man. I didn't need the, uh, lift me up, but I appreciate it. Thank it's you. It's true. My dad always like, likes to work on the first day of the year because he's like, well, I want to start the year off strong. I want to start it off positive. And so just blending from that a little bit. Yeah. Well, your dad is Captain Positive. Uh, how many Christmas songs do you guys uh, end up doing? We did like this? six, I think, at his place. Uh, Suzanne started playing the piano, Doreen's oldest daughter. And my dad was just so fucking tickled that we sang. He loves. He loved it. He texted, called me the next day. I was like, oh, Sean, I just want to thank you again. That's one of the like best Christmases I can remember. It just made his Christmas. We sang like deck the halls and jingle bells and silent nights and just did a couple nothing crazy the first couple everyone was kind of like and by the end it was like so that's awesome i appreciate that that sounds nice so now um when do you get your electric electricity bill with all the fucking lights that you have all over your house Uh, i I don't know it should be coming in like a week and a half (laughs) i cannot wait to hear how bad that is yeah maybe i'll tell you (laughs) you know what though it was fucking worth it because we brought christmas joy yes you did john did you feel christmas joy seeing all the decorations oh absolutely yeah it's this spectacular front yard backyard yeah everything yeah beautiful it's a real show, eh? It is a real show. Yeah. And yep. then there's the four Christmas trees, three in the house, one outside. I... You know what's funny, though? Christmas is away. It's gone. Oh, already? It's fucking gone, yeah. bro. They, sh- fucking... they shut her down, Tom. They <sighs> shut her down yesterday. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah. January 1st is when you take everything down, eh? Heavy in. Well, we started it, and then it just trickled. And it was like, fuck it, like Christmas is over. There's that feeling of like, because we have so much Christmas shit. When it empties out, it's like, oh my God, we have so much space and there's like breathing room and it looks so nice again just to be like out of it. So, yeah. Oh, we can go to a room and there isn't a tree in there. I'm pretty sure January 10th has never had Christmas in our house. By then, it's always fucking gone. Yeah. 
And Crystal did the outside today. I woke up a little later than I expected and I came outside and she was in full fucking tear down outside Christmas mode because it's been like minus 300 for the last two weeks. Now with we in this weird little matrix of two days where it's like minus 10. And then after that is another fucking week and a half of minus 40. So it's kind of like the only... Time to shit or get off the podcast. Yeah, she was like, I don't give a shit what you do. If you want to help me, help me. If you just want to fucking sit there, just fucking sit there. But I'm taking Christmas out today. It's your fucking choice. Yeah. But we all know that that wasn't a choice. You definitely helped her. There was no, no choice in that whatsoever. You were 100% helping on that one. I had just woken up. <laughs> I had a coffee. I had a couple smokes. I had another coffee. And by that time, she was done. So I would have, <laughs> but she was on top of it so early that I had no fucking choice. Which I still have like a lot of lights to take down. That obviously I'll I'll be the one taking care of that because it's all high up stuff. She got rid of like all the stuff that was on the ground and whatnot. That yeah. way, the snow that's about to come in a couple of days doesn't bury everything, and we Beautiful. don't want to have it on anymore because you know it's a fucking fortune. <laughs> so. Uh, Uncle John, you've been in Sean's life for quite a few years now. Do you have your own favorite Sean story you'd like to share on the podcast? A favorite Sean story. What's a favorite Sean story that I Funny have? instances could be, could be, if you have anything, might just. <laughs> <laughs> um, just get back to me in a second. Let me just have a quick thing. We'll circle uh, back. Uh, okay, well, okay. What, what, maybe uh, uh, Sean, you have a favorite Uncle John story. Like, upon first meeting, like, Uncle John's a presence. So, I'm saying, like, did the man intimidate you at all? Like, that's your niece he's dating. Like, I didn't look at it that way. He was always very easygoing, very good to me right off the hop. So, yeah. Um, funny stories. There was an older gentleman that came out to the lake one time with us. And he hadn't really been in the water a whole lot in his life. And he had shorts that were maybe from like the 60s that he hadn't worn since the 60s. And we were all out on floaties in the lake. And he fucking stands up out of his floaty. And John's like, you can see his fucking balls. And his balls were hanging out of his short shorts because elasticity had let go. Not going to name names here, but it was really fucking funny. And I still remember that exact moment when John yelled out, you can see his balls. And it was a whole thing. The whole family was there and everyone looked at his balls. And it was pretty fucking funny. I love that. <laughs> well, we were, we, I was a spotter because we were pulling him on a tube. Yeah. So yeah, so I was a good spotter. Yeah, you, you really like, <laughs> fucking spot on. You had your eyes peeled. I like that. It's a man that does his well, job well. On that note, on that note, uh, not the same weekend, but it's a, it's a it's a lake uh, related story with Sean. You know, uh, he I guess the the one story that comes to mind is that Sean um, has a problem with sunscreen. <laughs> and that he a doesn't put it on in time or b he misses some of his body when he's putting it on because he's had some lobster days out at the lake oh. where one and done one day and done and he's in a shirt for a week so, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah he's been pretty he's been pretty red out there that's some classic sean right there that one time yeah. in particular 
holy fuck it was only like plus 22 well i was like i don't fucking need sunscreen it's not even that hot oh my god it hurts so bad like three four days horrible pain afterwards you think i'd fucking learn this shit by now because i'm white as a ghost but how, how have you gone Thirty-seven years without realizing how the sun works <laughs> and standing in water. <laughs> well, you know, like you, you think you're fine. You think you have enough tan that you can just absorb and get some color. Then you have a few drinks, and then, yeah, I still got some lessons to learn. That's one of them. <laughs> I try to put the responsibility on other people now. I'm like designate a person to be my sunscreen watcher that's that's beautiful man yeah it's a painful memory for sure thanks for bringing that up john (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate that thank you very much man i I think that kind of wraps it up for today i think we got a decent episode here unless i'm missing something sean what do you think no final thoughts john no i just appreciate you having me on and uh continue great work on uh, future podcasts Oh, appreciate it. No, I mean, it was a matter of time before we had you on. I mean, you get more mentions than I think we do in an episode. You're like so. a two sides of the story celebrity. Yeah. Cool. Rightfully cool. so. Well earned. He puts the up legend with himself. Shit, so. <laughs> oh, well, we appreciate you making the time and join us. And uh, I have a hope of the new year is nothing but splendid to you. And I hope that uh, you start to lose tremendously in the hockey pool. And I just make my way up. Uh, so thank you very cool. much for coming on. And I hope you make your way to Boston. Yeah. Uh, once I get that, I'll shoot you a text. Once I get all that stuff figured out, Bill. we'll good. do. All right. Thanks, um, uh, thanks, Tom. Yeah. No, thank you. So for all of us here at Two Sides of the Story, I'm Tom Sides. has been One Side of the Story. I'm Sean Sides, and this is One Side of the Story. And I'm Uncle John, and I'm the only side to this story. <laughs> I love it. Live on nice. everybody. Have a great week. <laughs> Have a great week. Sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.